Welcome to my basement, everybody. My buddy Scott Jones is here. Mom's upstairs. She's making some uh, hash brownies, I think. Hello, Victor Lucas. How you, you doing? You are awful loud today. I'm sorry, man. I'm excited. I I'm believe, excited. You I know what's happening? That, uh, your your hearing's going. No, my hearing's fine. My hearing's. What did you say? I think it might be shot. No, my hearing's yeah. fine. Can you hear I, me? I'm excited because the middle of June is coming, and do you know what's coming in the middle of June? Uh, I don't know. Your Superman to Hustler. Uh, <laughs> E3. The Last of Us. All right. This is an exciting month, man. All right. Well, it's exciting. Fill this, fill this uh, podcast with lots of excitement, will you? Yeah, well, that's what that, that's what we're all about right now. It's just sort of exploring all the things that we are excited about. It's kind of a slow-ish time for games because of the ramp-up. Slow-ish? Kind I think that's of. being generous. Well, we're playing The Last of Us, so that's not that Well, bad. we're playing it, but the rest of the world, which is really the only world that matters, yes. is not playing it. The real world. That's the thing. It's been like a golf since the last... What was the last big title we played? Tomb Raider? Uh, yeah, look. Well, no, Bioshock came out after that, I think. Okay, so we've had three games so Far far Cry Blood year. Dragon was pretty big. That's DLC, but Metro Last Light, I've been playing that a little That's bit, pretty enjoying small. that. Uh, you know what came out today on the iPad, or just came out, is uh, uh, the uh, Knights of the Old Republic on the iPad. That was one of the biggest RPGs of the last generation. One of the best regarded, most highly regarded Star Wars games of all time. It's 10 bucks right now that you can play it. And it was an Xbox One game that you can play on your iPad. I can't believe it, man. 10 bucks. Seems high, I know, that for a 10-year-old game. 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Yeah, it's a lot of dough. It's 10. Yeah, I remember that uh, your old friend Tommy Tallarico. He hated it. Yeah. And you sided with him when you saw that review? No, Did you? I, no, I didn't side with him. No, I mean it's a polarizing game because right? it was I've a never Star Wars side game. With, it's really not. It just was Tommy that was the only one who hated that game. He was very and vocal everybody about else. not being able to have enough, you know, one-on-one action with the characters and wanted to get into these lightsaber duels and all that stuff. That's because Tommy's fantasy of a Star Wars game is playing. It's like a first-person Boba Fett sex game. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that everybody's fantasy? Well, what kind of sex would Boba Fett have anyways? Would he take well, all of his stuff off? Space sex. Space sex? Yes, he'd be giving ladies space rides to uh, you know other moons. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like that's been your fantasy game too. Actually, I think have you ever had a Star Wars game. you've ever had a Star Wars sex dream? Never. Not about Leia? Nope. Not Never. even when you were little? No. And you were like feeling tingling? No. No, you know, I was wearing my uh, Comic-Con shirt from 2007 yesterday, though, and it has Leia in her slave outfit. <laughs> Just and what she, were you doing, running the vacuum cleaner? I, I, was, I was in chill mode yesterday, so I was wearing that. And, I was uh, in chill mode. And I looked in, the, I looked in the mirror, and there's sexy Leia in her bikini, and that has become such a huge giant, you know, marketing image for Star Wars. Oh, fuck the bikini. I don't like the bikini. The I like the bikini. buns and I like the nightgown. Like that thing oh, yeah. she's wearing in the first one. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, your, she, that's your Oh, layer. Because I don't want to see so much. I want right. to leave some of it to the imagination. space mystery. Well, no, you can see that all of her lusts as a woman, as a princess, they're all bound up in the buns. So if you let the buns go... Ooh. Then you, the woman she is free. She was like 19 years and old. she can express herself. She might have even been younger than that. No, she wasn't 19. She was she really can't. young. No, she was probably in her early 20s. Well, she was uh, she was very young by the time she was wearing the uh, the bikini in Return of the Jedi. You know, what, you, know what a, you know what's a fact, though? They were all drunk when they made those movies. Were they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, For sure. I don't want to know that. They were all kids, man. Yeah. Even, except, except for Han Solo. He would buy them all beer. 
He was the one that was, yeah, he was getting everybody <laughs> drunk, I'm sure. I wonder if there was any behind-the-scenes action. That of course there was. Are you kidding? Carrie Ask Fisher. Carrie Fisher. She'll tell you all about it. Okay, I'll call I got her a friend right her on, on can Facebook. We put, can we put the podcast on hold? Isn't gonna... your mother Carrie Fisher? How, <laughs> how cool <laughs> would that be? mom is Carrie Fisher. Yeah, we should do a, mom! Should do a live podcast where all of a sudden your mom comes downstairs and it's Carrie Fisher. Well, so we have, uh, we've gone from KOTOR to uh, drunk Star Carrie Wars, Fisher is yeah. my mom. Yeah. And we're having sex fantasies about her. Have we gone far this, enough? Yeah, I don't think we have. We're weird at the beginning again. Yeah. We've we've completely flipped in this podcast. We'd like to get that out of the way now. But I'm excited about Kotor on oh the my iPad. God, is that something right. that you are as well or not? You are not allowed to say the words I'm excited about anything I'm for the excited, rest of the podcast. I'm excited, Get me hot. Oh my god. I'm so pumped. Come on, Man of Steel, I've seen every one of those trailers and they reveal everything and I hate that I know everything about the story now, but I can't wait to see this movie. And I get I think I'm at least I'm going to go see it. At E3, they're having a, a screening for uh, uh, for people that are attending E3. Some of the journalists and I'm going to I'm going to be going to that. I cannot wait. So I'm going to take an E3 break. You know to what? Go see the man. Of you Steel. also couldn't wait for Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes. And that punched you right in the fucking no, heart. No, it was it was fun. Punched you in the heart. It was dumb. It fun. was going to be amazing. I can't wait. And uh, then it's I know, uh, I know. but it's not very good. Everybody. It's, a, it's it unfortunate. Was a overwhelming, man. I, I've been yeah. reading um, Elias Tufexis uh, tweeting about it, and he hated it. I think he's a big Star Trek nerd. Uh, I didn't hate it. It was not a uh, disappointment like The Dark Knight Rises was for me. Uh, because the story was tighter than that, but it was such a derivative, you know, like note on note, we have to make the Star Trek fans happy and we have to appeal to the mass more. You could just see the focus tests behind this movie. And that was discouraging. No, I just couldn't believe how unsurprising all of it was. Yeah. I, I don't, I guess I was hoping, I'm gonna, just going to say it, I was hoping for a Kirk cameo. Yeah, Shatner. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, I don't want to see another Nimoy cameo. I've seen that already. And then he, he there's no reason for Nimoy to be in the fucking know, movie. And then all of a sudden, it's like, let's get our Nimoy cameo in here. It's like they remade Spock, the you cannot one. do this. We have, you know, we've already fought yeah. Khan and Khan, we've suffered great personal loss. It's like, fuck Spoilers. you, everybody. Spoilers. Listen, the movie's been out for a fucking month. It's been out for t- uh, two weeks. Spoilers. Spoiler right. alert. We have to write that into the description no, now. No, too late. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you haven't seen the movie, you it, shouldn't see it anyway. It, it, no, it's worth seeing. You've Come got on, better things fun. to do. It's a fun Listen, movie. Listen, we're a, all going to be dead in 100 years. Go yeah. visit your grandmother well, instead. Well, you can certainly wait until the Blu-ray comes out for sure. Or I, you I could mean, just skip it and enjoy the quality no, of life on. you it's already a, are enjoying. It's a fun movie. It's not really. It's, it is a fun movie. My ass got sore. <laughs> uh, but uh, let me ask you this. Did Fast and Furious 6 stick in your craw longer no, than No, what a bunch of shit. Come on. That was shit. No. Yeah, you know what? Shave an hour off that movie and it goes, I give it three more points. Really? Way too fun. Fucking long. Half an hour movie. Way too fucking long. And you know what? I'm I'm kind of sick of our you know our our sort of let's spiral down to the bottom as quickly as we can. Everybody rushed out to see this thing because they know how terrible it's going to be. Right. Let's go in the other direction. This is why. This is the only reason why I'm really looking forward to Superman because it's trying to be good. Yeah, it has. Let's to be. try to be good. Yes. Let's let's gravitate towards good entertainment. Let's not they, gravitate towards stuff that just wants to be a romp through the fucking sewer. I understand that it can be fun for everybody, but. That said, I want to see it's, I want to see people trying to make a good movie. Fast not people and Furious who are just sort started of, in the sewer, and it knows that it's in the now sewer. Now it's in the sub sewer. Yeah, know, just being self aware doesn't make it entertainment. It though. is. It was entertaining. It I was disagree. Not the, it the was. Whole, the whole scene with Ludacris fucking dressing down that stupid butler. Like, why do we need this? My life is not long so enough. You remembered to, that more than uh, Star Trek. No, I remember all the shit in that movie. That I, was just I, shit. I, would, I, I mean, I, I thought the stunts were pretty fun in the thing. I thought the you know you know what it is. It's it's a close up of a wheel. 
yeah. and then there's there's like a jump and then like the, and, the, the and thing that Vin i didn't Diesel get to say in the, the review air. listen to me the thing yeah. that i didn't get to say is the whole thing is so poorly shot like for a car chase movie right the car chases are so visually redundant right you know it's the same shot over and over and over again and by the end i was just fucking sick of it two and a half hours of this shit that's too much lots of wheelies and burnouts and spin outs and flip around it's the and... same thing over and you're, you're looking at the same visuals again well, fuck, and it's again. fast and how the hell no, did they make it to six just... of these movies that's all it is. It's a bunch of car chases. I understand. Chases. I, you're not telling me anything I don't know. I'm it's just the saying. Rock's muscles mixed in with all of that, too. Lots of shots of gleaming uh, arms and then uh, and then close-ups on wheels and stuff. I hear you. All of that shit, that's the stuff I knew going into that I movie. I knew it, too. But I still enjoyed I'll it. I was still something. laughing and still... I didn't, I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going I to. I went into that movie thinking, we are about to see... The, this the is gonna, piece no, of shit. No, no, the yeah. best movie of the summer. That's what I went in there to see. Uh, well, I thought no. that I would... I, really? Yeah, because I was ready for junk. And yeah. I just thought, you know what? Star Wars or Star Trek tried too fucking hard. This movie's not going to try at all. And look, it's probably going to knock it out I of the park. I think Star Trek tried hard enough. I think they had a tighter script no. before. And they had a smarter script before. I think that they... Yeah, uh, that's the best Star Trek movie that they could make. It was a dumbed-down Star Trek for it was meant to be as palatable it was like the mcdonald's of star trek right listen there. i wanted fast and the furious to be good i wanted star trek to be good neither well, of them is really very good fast and the furious is pretty good it's not even oh, it's good terrible it, don't see it's it. pretty good for a fast and the furious movie there's so many other ways to yeah, do, absolutely do stuff there's you know so what? many other good things fast and the furious is is uh expendables for people that uh, don't no, want to see blood it's so it, terrible it, it, it's, it's All right, but Man of, the, Man of Steel, you're correct. They have to it's make it good. No, they're trying. They're, they have here, to. here are people who are earnestly trying yeah. to make a good film. Well, they have to. trying to make a good picture, as it, they used to say. It's Superman's 75th anniversary. This is the marquee character for Warner Brothers and DC. This is one of their flagships, one of their cornerstones. If they fuck this up. And they might. They might. They'll have egg on their face forever. I mean, like honestly, the Justice oh, League thing gets derailed. They'll have to reboot it, but nobody will believe in a reboot another five or ten years. Uh, imagine the disaster that occurs after this thing. Now, the the news that's coming out is that Cavill is awesome, and it, there are, Warner Brothers already wanted to bank on him again for the Man from Uncle, and they're already talking about the the next Man of Steel, and they're they're uh, greenlighting forward on uh, on new Justice League. Or there's a lot of you know rumor and speculation about Justice. Justice League going into production with Cavill at, as the center of that. Uh, you know, but if they fuck this up, if this thing doesn't do the box office and it disappoints us as fans, uh, DC and Warner Brothers are in, they're, they're I, really screwed. I just don't know. I, I don't know how you do such an earnest superhero take. Now you know you look at yeah. you know you look at to the the Tim Burton movies the Batman movies they were funny and they were fun yeah and you look at Iron Man which really launched the Avengers that movie was funny and it was fun right this movie does not look funny and I don't know if it's going to be any but fun. But you remember Superman the movie in the seventies? I mean that was the same. It was kind it, of fun though. It was super Margot fun. Margot Kidder with her cigarettes. Absolutely, but it was a skeptical time back then as well, and and uh, you know a lot of people. Uh, didn't want to believe that a man could fly, but that movie changed a lot of opinions. That what? movie was. What are you a, talking about? It's not. I'm not talking about the special effects. I'm talking about the whole tone. Of no, the I thing. know, I know. But Donner delivered a movie that became a blo a, a blockbuster. A it was a very different time, though. Huge hit. It was. We've a had a lot time. of movies since then. Yes, we have. And our That's appetite true. has changed. That's true. 
I mean, look at the Avengers. Look how that that is a fucked up movie, and it worked. I know. Should not have worked, and it worked. It was funny. It was fun. It was poignant. Had lots of characters, lots of people to care about. Well, Superman can be lighter. He can be. God, he's so fucking serious. Well, it's it's the Nolan edge on all of this stuff, and it's that beautiful sort of. you know, uh, almost documentary type cinematography that they've got going on with the with off the shoulder cam uh, that makes it look like it's just going to be really somber. But I, you know, the character can be lighter. There's a goofiness to the you know the insane. I want Bizarro. Stuff that happens around him. Uh, give me Bizarro. Totally. He's fun. Bizarro has fun. Absolutely. All right. Points. Bonus points for me today for saying Bizarro. Bizarro. Can you say Mr. Mixaplick? Mr. Mixaplick. Mixaplick. I think yep. that's his name. Imagine if they work him into uh, one of the movies down the road. Is that the name of your mom's boyfriend, Mr. Yeah. Mixaplick? Carrie Fisher's boyfriend is <laughs> Mr. Mr. Plick. So are you? Um, yeah. What now? You're excited, or what? About ha- what? About Man of Steel. Like, where do you? Where when do you have position? you ever seen me excited about anything? I don't know. Do you I'm, ever get excited? I'm excited just about Carrie Fisher. I get excited when I wake up in the morning. I yeah. think the day is going to be a good day. Yeah. And then by around 7 a.m., I realize it's just going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, you know, it's, on, there's the not a lot to get excited to, about. The Last of Us has got to be getting nope. you excited. Nope. Come on. Nope. Come on. No. Really? Come on. What? What are you no, talking about? Uncharted Three was a disappointment to me. Do we need to go over this again? You know ancient history. Oh, dude. You're not looking at this as as. Well, I guess it's too soon to review it. I'm looking at this as a year in which we basically had four video games, and it's June. Mm. It's true, right? Four and four games that have four games that have on your meant radar. Anything, right? Can you name them? Yeah, Tomb Raider, DMC. Bioshock Infinite. I guess Devil May Cry, but that's even borderline. Come on, you love that game. I know, but it's genre stuff. It's not something that's going to, that, it's not a game. It's it's like Fast and the Furious. Not like they set out to make, you know, the best video game ever made, which they tried to do with Bioshock Infinite, and which they tried to do with Tomb Raider, and which they're trying to do with The Last of Us. I mean, that's what you want in this industry is people who are setting out, like, we want to make the best fucking video game anybody's ever seen anywhere. Yeah. And nobody's really trying to do that. I don't know, dude. I mean, the, the uh, Luigi's Mansion was way more than just a 3DS diversion. It was fine. That was a terrific experience. I think, uh, terrific. Uh, I think the uh, Lego City Undercover was way bigger than people would have given a game like that credit for, for the Wii U. Uh, you know, I think Bioshock Infinite was a masterpiece in any other year or any other time. Um, I think Tomb Raider, same kind of thing. Uh, it's just, these are, you know, tricky times right now. We, we have a lot of expectation about what the next generation is going to mean. And, and uh, we want every game that comes out to be like the tail end of the PlayStation 2 and, and original Xbox era. And I don't know if... Well, not I don't even, know if it's a direct correlation. I don't know if it can match up with that anymore. Not, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking back again to 2010, Yeah, which was such a good year. You know, you were talking earlier about Donkey Kong Country Returns. Yeah. That was the year that came out. We're talking about The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. We're talking about a time when the, the Wii still yeah. had some juice, and now that's long gone. You know, I've, the other day I loaded up the Wii U. I just, I just want to tell you a quick story about this. And... Uh, and I just can't believe that they made a system that has basically a poorly functioning iPad as your con- connecting device. Yeah. An iPad that can't really get more than 30 feet away from a base. 
Right. Like how stupid that is. Yeah, but it's a lot less how expensive that is. than an I don't, iPad. It doesn't matter. Like it's it's. I don't feel like they made the best console they could make. Well, here's the thought that I had about that. What do you do? You device. have this thing that you that it looks like you should. You have an iPad already. You have a phone. You can take these things anywhere. Right. This thing will not function outside of a 30-foot radius. Well, that's what they're fighting, and that's what they wanted to fight. Is and it has because a charge that lasts 45 minutes. I, I know what they they were tracking. They were watching all of us play games with our iPhones and tweeting while we were playing these things. And I think that's the way consumers are looking at all this stuff. And they said, well, we're going to lose attention span unless we come up with our own screen that attaches to our main content. And that's what they're trying yeah, to but do. Imagine if you could take that thing anywhere yeah. and play portable versions. Well, this is why I say they games. should come out with a new Game Boy that attaches to the Wii U or whatever that it let, connects to the TV, but lets you download all of the single screen experiences that they've released for every platform that they put out so far and new single screen games. And... You can also hook it up to your TV. That would be incredible. And it's just for games. I can't even believe that this is the new Nintendo console sometimes. Like, this is it. It came out already. It's done. You know, it's cheaper than the base price of a Wii or of of an iPad, though. Or it's like the same price as a Kindle Fire now. And I think that it's going to be, you know, uh, highly discounted by the time E3 rolls around or just after E3. I think there are going to be some pretty big price cuts out there and that the machine is actually going to be uh, worth the dough. It's probably going to drop down about 200 bucks. But I, I, but I think you look at these things and you think about, you know, how they can be used. And the first thing you want to do is just put that thing in your lap and walk around with it and take it with you. Yeah. And you just can't. And yeah. you know what? You pick up the iPad or the iPhone, and I'm not a huge, you know, Apple fanboy or anything, but you, you that thing continues to do things that you don't expect it to do. The Wii U does less than you expect it to do. And that's a problem. That's a design flaw. I don't know, man. I, I think the gaming content that you can play on the Wii U, if you are into console games, is going to satisfy you more well, I'm than... I'm talking about the functionality of the hardware. That's, that's all I'm talking about. I'm sure. talking about the quality of the games. The games are fine. They, they look like Xbox 360 games. Congratulations to Nintendo for catching up with technology that has been around since 2006. Yep. And I, I well, I you know, I think that is that ah! is that's a major talking point going into this next generation. Is that it's not about technology anymore. It's about what you can do with that technology, how you string uh, the technology, or lock it down, or lock it in, and uh, the content quality itself. You know, and I think that's what games like uh, The Last of Us kind of represent as well. I mean, you look at a title like that, and it's such a beautiful. Uh, immersive escape of a game with incredible graphics that you think, well, how much better can games look anyway, you know? Uh, And I I don't think that the next generation is about that. I think it's really about portability and ease of entry, uh, and it's going to be a pricing war as well. I think that prices are definitely going to be very different than they have been, Uh, maybe not initially, but I think eventually. I think uh, a big part of the strategy with digital delivery of this content is going to be finding new ways to price it, just like the Steam system has been so successful for uh, for PC game makers out there. Uh, so I think that's more about what next gen is going to be. And I think Nintendo, you know, didn't spec their machine out, but they're dipping their toe into the water with this idea that people have two uh, threads of uh, uh, of concentration. And they didn't want to lose one of those threads to somebody on their iPhone or their iPad. I think that the minute that 
And, you know, Christ, you and I do this while we're, we're looking at Wii U titles is we have our screen, we're looking at our big screen, and then we also have our third screen, which is our Twitter feed or whatever, or when we want to tweet out something or get our email or whatever. And that, I think, I, I know I've done this where you just stop for a second and you look at this bank of monitors around you and you feel like you're in the matrix or something. And I think Nintendo wanted to kind of say, uh, don't give up that attention to another screen, you know, make people... Uh, sort of stay in our walled garden. I don't know if that was the wisest commercial thing for them to do. Maybe they should have gone further with their tablet. Maybe they should have partnered with a company like Amazon or something like that and made a, a real competitor to iPad or to the iPad yep. uh, that you could walk around with um, and still you know connect to your console. Um, but you know they're coming in at a price point that still appeals to some people, and I think it will get better and. They still own their own content, you know? Who knows what Nintendo's got up their sleeve? Well, we're going to find out pretty quickly here at E3. Now, listen, you've been going to, you've been to every E3 since yeah. the dawn of man. Um, what, just for people who haven't been there before, what sort of preparations do you do before you go to E3? Do you always get a haircut? Do you buy new shoes? What do you do? I, yeah, I usually get a haircut, and I, I uh, usually go and buy a new shirt or two. Uh, you you want to look good, right? Well, and I want to have a different look sometimes than I've had the last year or the last few years that I've been to. But really, it's just, um, you know, especially with daily TV production, it's just we shoot a ton of stuff, and we get a lot of material in the, uh, in the bank uh, so that we can uh, have the breathing space to kind of just go and think about the moments that are happening at E3, which I think is really uh, the importance. So it's a lot of hustle before we go. It's a lot of, you know, just getting all of the content done. Um, it's a lot of research and a lot of, you know, reading through press releases, a lot of kind of prediction and guesswork about what some, what some of the announcements are going to be. Um, and, you know, I, I used to do all of the appointment booking on my own, but we have more people now that are helping us out with uh, a lot of the scheduling and all of that stuff right now. So there's a lot of dialogue with the different game publishers to get all of the appointments booked and interviews booked. Um, but, you know, really, I just want to go and have a good time. You know, it's uh, traveling is stressful, especially when we have so much production to deal with every single day. It's, mm -hmm. it's more stressful now than it's ever been. And I've just come off of three weeks of uh, being on the road. Um, so I really work hard to just kind of breathe and just go and, and try to have a good time. And I, I always do when I'm out there. It's the getting to these, lo these destinations that... Uh, creates a lot of pressure you know it's the getting away and the getting to but once you're there like the trip that i did to la a little while ago that was a blast that was so right. much fun right so i'm uh you know i, I have to you know download the games that i want to play kotor will probably be one of them and uh sort of get get all of my technology prepped and and spend some time with my family before i go and and uh and then I go and I just have a blast. And this is, this is going to be my 19th E3. I always buy new incredible. shoes. Do you? I buy new shoes and then I wear them around at least for two weeks beforehand to make sure they're broken in a little bit. Now, the first couple of E3s I went to... Running shoes, though. Yeah, yeah. Sne yeah. Sneakers. I don't yeah. know what you call them here in, in Canada. Sneaks. You call them sneaks? We call them sneakers. No, I'm we call not calling them, uh, that. We call them running shoes. Call them tennis shoes? Tennis shoes, sure. You, yeah. <laughs> Do you call it pop or soda here? Uh, I think it's, uh, most people call it pop in Vancouver. Uh, so I get new shoes and I'm the same. I, I usually get a haircut. I try to find something nice are you, to wear. Are you stoked for this E3? 
a little, a little trepidatious, skeptical. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of. I feel like I'm kind of done with E3. I don't know if yeah. I need to go anymore. I feel like I've been to all the parties. I've seen everything. I've seen, you know, I've been to like the old school Sony crazy shit party where you, yep. you know, you're you're using the porta. They have they used to have really beautiful porta johns there at those things. Remember, <laughs> like the best portable toilets you've ever I seen in your you life. I spent a lot of time in those things as well. And uh, <laughs> I, and uh, they they would give you the nicest piece. I know you don't eat meat, but the nicest piece of, of, of prime rib on a tiny little napkin, like a paper plate. And you'd stand there and you'd be watching like Mexican wrestlers get it on in a ring. Like I've seen the or, surreal, or little little kiss. surreal of the surreal shit yep. that you can possibly imagine. Yep. And then going now is kind of like going to a smaller version of the circus once you've already had a look behind the scenes and you know how everything works already. And it's not... The overwhelming, surreal, am I in a dream, am I in a dream kind of moment that it used to be that I loved and that I thought, you know, like the last time I really had that feeling, and I was thinking about this the other day, it was 2009, I was right around the time when I moved here, we went to the Tokyo Game Show, and I just rem remember thinking I was hallucinating for the whole time we were there, yeah. because you just see things that just don't make sense, and yeah. I love that, and now E3 it's become so predictable. I, it all makes sense to me. There's, well, we don't get the bombast anymore. We don't we, get the We know how the magic is made, We man. know how it's all made. Yeah. Every, and, and there's a lot of people making great games out there that you know won't have booths or won't be I in booths I just want to see people. I don't want to see crazy shit. I don't yeah. want to see booth babes. I just I want to connect with like a handful of people who I have grown to love in the last 10 to 15 years. Well, I was talking with other journalists on that last road trip that I went on, and I think the... Uh, you were talking this, to Adam Sessler. I was talking to Adam Sessler and, and, and Jeff Keighley. Yeah, and, who else? Uh, so those are the only two other journalists know, in the business. Uh, Reiner from Game Informer and Andy Mack from Game Informer. and uh, God, everybody was there. Jeff well, Gertzman from Giant Bomb. Ben Silverman, you may have heard of him. Silverman, the run. yeah, good guy. Hmm. Uh, hmm. I think there's a lot of there's a real sort of popular opinion around uh, the business right now that E3 needs to transition to becoming uh, open to the public, and it needs to be more of a Comic Con type of event. So what do you than, do? You uh, sell tickets? Yeah, I think so. And, and I, then I, what? You put on a show for everybody? Well, I I think that's what it's meant to be, and I think why not just include. But how do you make money off that? Because you can't like sell Firefly to E3, right? Like how do you like you don't have personalities, so you yeah, have games you do. to Abs sell. Abs we have personalities you don't have, in the game. You don't have business. panels. Absolutely. I mean, t you know, talk about the uh, the voice acting community and the acting community yeah, that's a part just, of it. The not writers and draw is like Nathan Fillion or something. Well, maybe that's part of that's part of what E3 is as well. Maybe it's it's some of the video content. I mean, Christ, there's a Halo TV show coming that Steven Spielberg is attached to. That's an excellent thing to have at an event like oh, this. Oh, who cares? You meet the team and meet the cast. You really want you want to see a Halo TV show? I do, sure. Absolutely. Ah. I, I love this idea that game content is is uh, evolving and creating stories that are going to you know move over to other media. I think that's absolutely the way that the business should go. No, games should not be like TV or movies. Games should be games. No, We've been over this. No, games can absolutely. They create incredible worlds. Games can do anything. Fantasy. Why absolutely. mimic other mediums? I think it's including an, an other mediums. Why make a Game of Thrones TV show? You know, I think that that's such a fantastic, ripe piece of uh, intellectual property. Of course, it would make a fantastic TV show. And guess what? It's one of the best on TV. Video games have lots of great characters and backgrounds and stories that would be perfect. For Who television. are the characters in Halo that you give a shit about? I, I, I like the whole Master Chief thing and the, the whole UN. It's played out, though, man. What's I, left? I think, what I think it'd be great. I think you can dive into it in a, in a sort of a Battlestar type way. I think that Forward Unto Dawn uh, uh, web 
series surprised a lot of people with its quality? Absolutely, I think a good Halo show could get made. Fucking Neil Blomkamp still wants to make know. a Halo movie, man. I don't know. I mean, I look th- at I the movies that, that get made and how much they they replicate what we think our our experiences already are in video games. I remember seeing Saving Private Ryan when I was playing Unreal and the gunfire was flying all around me in the surround sound in the theater and I thought I was having flashbacks to playing Unreal. I had just put down my headphones and playing uh, Unreal on my PC and I was in a firefight and I went to the theater to go see Saving Private and it felt like I was doing exactly the same thing. No, I think the longer that games adhere to trying to tell traditional stories from movies and television or vice versa, I think the more trouble we're just going to get into. I think games really need to to free themselves up and just become something wild and crazy and and I, do things think, and take us places that we've never been to before. I think we need. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to places I've been to before. I, I don't want a TV both, show that man. takes me to Halo, and I don't want to. I don't want a game based on Mad Men. You I know? think I, we I, need I don't, both. No, I don't think so. I think we need both. I you think know, we need stories we that are anchored in some traditions in games. And I also believe we need some Katamar Damasis and some fucking wild, crazy things. I think that's... That's what's exciting about video games. Where are the wild and crazy things, though? We need more of them. I don't uh, see right any. now they're on mobile and Ouya, hopefully. And uh, instead, we've got a new Call of Duty Ghosts with yep. the dog and with logs falling down the side of a yeah, mountain and with buddies helping yeah. each other. Still, people war is hell. People want that, you know. Not and, not, not as many people as oh, used yeah. To, still, millions maybe. of people want that. But a smaller, ever shrinking pool of still people. millions of people want that. I, I know what you're saying. Time. The exhaustion, you know, for people that are have been involved in the games for a long time, absolutely. Shoot is, over here! You know, it's valid, now absolutely. That's all valid, but I, you know, still millions of consumers are lined yeah. up for their football right. games and their Call of Duties, and and there's a business there, and people are in this industry to make money and be be uh, in business. Yeah, but you know what? It's like the subscribers to Playboy. Your fan base is always getting older, and eventually they're going to die. You got to start courting new people. You got to start doing well, something new and different. You got to give I, them something. I think there different. are. I think there are some pretty cool and new and different things. Speaking of, where's the latest issue of Playboy? Is it down here? <laughs> Where the fuck is it? What did you do with it? I, we're only hustlers here, man. We're a hustler-only <laughs> basement. <laughs> we have a no Playboy rule. That's, so, they're not hardcore enough. So the summer of movies has begun. You are absolutely right, my friend. We are going to see a lot of movies this summer. A lot of these movies well, will amaze, but Facebook, most of them will probably disappoint. On Facebook, it's it's uh, we have a Vic's Basement Facebook page, and I ask people what they're most excited about, and it's all Man of Steel or Pacific Rim. And uh, I know that you are personally excited for Elysium. Um, but I think this is going to be... Uh, Pacific Rim. You know, I, 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 like, uh, I, I like Del Toro. Yeah, me too. Are you kidding? I can't yeah, that's, wait. That looks great. I, I can't wait. I, I can wait. Actually, I, I hate when we say that. I can't wait for I this. Can't, I can't wait. I get super, super Dude, stoked for this stuff. We are man. not young anymore. How many times I, have we not been able to wait for something only to have our hopes and dreams I, dashed and crushed? I, 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 fuck, I love Beneath I the weight of something shit, terrible. I look at my action figure. I got a stack of Superman figures behind me around the wall oh, right I, now. I and I can't you, believe that we're getting a modern, state-of-the-art Superman experience where the guy has incredible heat vision. We had this and, already in 2006 that was okay there wasn't that was enough, shit there was what do you mean it was okay in that movie there was that thing was horse shit it wasn't horse shit it was that just, was garbage that was that was the how many times one. did you see it i only i, I owned yeah, it once barely h dvd yeah hd dvd uh, i've seen it like five times i, oh, I really? liked that movie yeah oh i liked it but it made me sad because the guy looks so much like christopher reeve i just miss christopher reeve and you know and, and I, the other thing i thought about was that i wish i had a kid to watch this movie with 
and now I do have a kid. So I'm, I can't wait to show my kid. It won't be this All Superman. Right. It'll be maybe the Man of Steel 3 if this thing is good. If it sucks, holy shit, I'm going to go bury my head in the sand. I'm just, be so sad. Justice League stinks, man. They're so boring. Justice League does not stink. It stinks. No, it does not stink. They are all so boring and no, grave. No, they are not. Hawkman is up. stupid. Hawkman is ridiculous okay. with his giant wings. <laughs> and you can't make Aquaman cool even though... Uh, the Joker is the only one who has did. fun. Nobody else has fun. Well, Lex Luthor looks like he needs to take a poop. No, Lex Luthor has some fun. He's when does he have fun? Genius. Evil genius. <laughs> he has some fun. Oliver Queen has, uh, Oliver Queen has fun. Uh, Deadshot has fun. I, there's there's some awesome awesome stuff in the DC world. Joker, I like Joker. They have just got they've just gotten started. They need to find richer ways to go in. You Do know? your Kevin Conroy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joker must be behind this. Well, that's good. That sound like him. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Really nice. All right. Well, we're gonna end on that note. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait for all of this shit. I know Scott can't either, but he just can't admit it. We'll see you next time on, on Vic Spaceman. Right. Make sure you uh, you subscribe to us yeah. on iTunes. Wait a second. Stitcher, what's that? Stitcher. There it is, Stitcher. Mom, you got those brownies? Oh! See you next time, everybody. <laughs>